Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. And so the Lord really, really pressed this upon my heart. He says, this is a word for Calvary Life, right? This is a message for us, for this church. This is a message. He says that I want more. I want more of you. I want more from you. See, God wants more of our time. God wants more dedication. God wants more commitment. God wants more of us. See, some people, after all this is over, some people are going to go back to normal. God said, no, 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 no. I don't want you to go back to normal. I'm not normal, and I don't, it's nothing, a part of me is normal. God doesn't move in the normal. He moves in the supernatural. So things will not be normal. Amen. So God wants us to move with him. Amen. So he's saying to uh, to the church that I want more. I want more from you. I want more of your time. I want more. I I want more of your presence. I want want more of it. I want more commitment. I want more obedience. I want more yeses. (laughs) Amen. He says, I want more. So Lord, press this upon my heart. See, God wants for us to rededicate our lives, rededicate our families, and rededicate our homes to him. Because it's he let, let's not go back to normal. Let's not go back to normal. So he so God said, I want more from you. More from you. Amen. So we're going to, to um use the oil uh, later on after I, I minister. So make sure you have that handy. It's going to be a special, special moment for our church. See, God, God's going to, is, is doing a great thing in this church, and he's going to do a great thing in your home. He's going to do a great thing in your life, and I'm excited about it. So if you will, um, turn to Joshua 24. Uh, we're going to start in verse 14. So we, we about to preach this morning, huh? That's right. Yeah, Pastor Leona preaches every week. Amen. She preaches every week. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So starting in verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. This is Joshua talking. Fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the, of the river or the gods of the Amorites in, in who, whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve the other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites. 
Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor sins if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods. Then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. And the people said to Joshua, no, 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 no. But we will serve the Lord. So Joshua said to, said to the people, you are a witness against yourself that you, will, that you have chosen the Lord for yourself to serve. And they say, they said, we are witnesses. So it doesn't matter what the world looks like. It doesn't matter if, if people walk away from God. It doesn't matter if, if uh, people lack faith. It doesn't matter that others just walk in fear. I know for me, I choose God. I choose God. I don't care what the world says, I, how bad everything is getting. I don't care what the, the world is, is doing. I know for myself, I choose God. So, Father, have your way this morning in this service. It's part of your plan, Lord. I'm just coming along for the ride. Um, uh, thank you for allowing me to minister the word, Lord. Uh, let it be your words, Lord. Um, you have a plan, and um, we, I know that, this, that your plan will be fulfilled this morning. I pray for every home, Lord, every, every ear that's listening to this message, every eye that that's looking at this message, that you will give them purpose, Lord God, that you will bless them this morning through your word today, Lord God. So think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords this morning. We don't want regular church. We want to see you move. We want to see you move. In Jesus' name, amen. Slap somebody before you sit down or whatever, whatever you're doing in your home. Amen. Keep it between yourself. And we don't want to know everything. Hallelujah. So, so this is Joshua. Um, he is one of the 12 uh, spies, the, the one that God appointed to take over for, for Moses that uh, led the Israelites into the promised land. He was actually, again, one of the spies that um, came and encouraged the Israelites that um, you know, let's let's go into Canaan. This is where God says for us to go. Despite of all the giants, Joshua said, "Let's let's go. Let's let let's go do this." So here's Joshua talking to the Israelites again. This had to be a frustrating time for Joshua. This had to be frustrating. Always having to encourage people of who God was and what He has done in their life. So here he is explaining that. This, like, this is the same God of, 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 of Abraham and Isaac and, and Jacob that departed the, the, the Red Sea for, uh, uh, for us. This, this is the same God. So he's always encouraging them like, no, like, it's, it's okay. This is the same God. We can have faith. Let's, let's go. You know, so, so he's here encouraging them again. It had to be extremely frustrated for, for him. You see... 
some people are prisoners of the moment, right? So, so they're prisoners of the moment. So at times, you know, when you, you are high, you're up high on, on a mountain, things are going really well, it's easier to serve God. It's easier to believe in God, right? Because everything's going great. You're so close to him. Like he's ministering to you. He shows you things. You get so much wisdom and revelation. We're on a mountaintop. But eventually, you have to come down to the valley. You got to have that valley ministry. God wants us to have that valley anointing. But that's because that's what real life begins. That's where, that's where we all really live. We live in the valley. And that's how we get to know God more. Amen. And so, but what happens is in the valley is where people become prisoners of the moment. And so once, once they face obstacles, now the, they imprison themselves with fear and doubt and they can't move forward. So the Israelites were notorious for, for this. They were notorious. for They could not move forward. They got locked out of the promised land. Some of them got locked out of the promised land because of fear, because of, because of doubt. You imagine that? God's saying that I have this for you. All I need you to do is to obey my word, have faith, and just go. Just go. This is for you. But because what we feel inside of us, the doubt and the fear, we won't go. So we get locked out of the promises of God. So this is what was happening to the Israelites at, at this point. See, they didn't have a spirit of gratitude. All the things that God has done for them. Think about it. Joshua was with them through the whole walk, right? So he saw God move, right? He saw God, how God fed them every day and clothed, clothed them every day. He was, he was witness to that. And so, were, so were they. But so Joshua had the faith that this is God. We can, we can move forward, but others didn't. So, God, so Joshua appreciated who who God was. He had, the, he had that spirit of gratitude. So they lack spirit, the spirit of gratitude. See, I don't want our congregation to, uh, to forget, to have the attitude to forget all the things that God has done. See, remembering will give you confidence that God will do it again. If he did it before, he will do it again. God's, ne God's never going to stop, stop working on your behalf. You are his child. <laughs> so he will, he will take care of all of his children. You will ever have to worry about God stopping working on your behalf. He's always going to fight for you because the Bible says he is a jealous God. He wants you to himself. He wants you. And he don't want anyone else to control you. He wants you for himself. He is a jealous God. Because he put a word, he created you, amen. So he wants us to obey him. He wants us for himself. He is a jealous God. So remembering will give you confidence that he will do it again. So his Joshua saying to them, don't you remember all the things that God has done for us? It's the same God. It's the same God for our father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. This is the same God, remembering. See, I practice remembering by reflecting on things he's done in my past. 
and it cultivates a spirit of gratitude within me. I love that. I just sit and I practice remembering by reflecting all the things he has done in my past. And then something rise up. The spirit of gratitude just rise up within me. I said, God, man, you are good. No one else could have done what you've done. I know that was you. I start remembering of just the little things he's done in my life. It's like, God, you moved this obstacle out the way. God, you did, you did this. God, you brought this person in, in, into my life. Oh, God, you are so amazing. And I wake up and I just start praising him, praising him. It's like, God, you are good. And I know what I'm facing right now. I know you're going to see me through. You're going to get me through this thing right now. So God is saying that I am going to get you through whatever's going on in your life. Right, right now. We all know what's going on collectively, right? But, we, but, but God's saying that you may have some individual battles, individual challenges right now. I will see you through. So I want us to practice remembering. I want us to practice remembering. I want, I want you to do a summary of how God moved in your life. This is like a great life group discussion. You know, people get to share their testimonies, right? Start, start reflecting. You can start reflecting by saying, he rescued me from. Mm. So what chains has God broken over your life? Come on, he is the chain breaker. Amen. See, in, when you are in his presence, something has to break. So what has God rescued you from? And only he can take credit for. Amen. So what has God rescued you from? And then you can, you can say, okay, so he took me from, he took me from. So, where, so I think about like where God brought me from, where he took me to. Amen. I remember where, where I started when I first started to serve him. And then I noticed the spiritual growth in my life. And it's amazing. I was like, God, I remember when I used to come into church and I used to clean, clean the toilets. I used to clean the church. I was the happiest person ever. That was my first ministry, cleaning the church. And now look where you, look, look where you brought me from. This is so, it's so awesome. So look back at your spiritual growth. And you know that you would know that that's God, and it will cultivate a spirit of gratitude inside of you. The things He took me from, He took me from, He took me from this place into into this place. Amen. He took me from a, a time where the enemy meant to harm me, but God took it and made it good. Come on, that should just you should be standing up and saying that God is good. That should cultivate a spirit of gratitude with inside of you, and then you can say. He gave me, he gave me. What blessings have you received from God you didn't deserve? Come on. Somebody needs to stand up and testify. What blessings that you have in your life right now, you know it came from God. You know it came. I'm not talking about the gift that you got, you got yesterday on your doorstep. That is a blessing too, but there's some other blessings in your life. You know that only God can give you that. This promotion, the promotion that you got is only God, only God, because I wasn't qualified for it. I can't take credit for it. My boss can't take credit. God put my name on the desk of, of the uh, employers. Amen? And the businesses that, that ideas that God's give, given you. Amen? So only, so what has God given you only he can take credit for. 
you know you didn't deserve it. It's something that you prayed and you asked God for it and he gave it to you. Amen? See, some people go to God and ask for blessings that they think they deserve. I want the blessings that I don't deserve. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm going to move on. Y'all catch up later. And so then you can say to yourself, he defeated. He defeated. So what battles God has fought for you, you didn't have to fight? <laughs> Amen. What battles have God fought for you, you did not have to fight? All you, you stood still and you believed God was God and you allowed him to be God and he fought those battles. You didn't have to go and talk to that, that um, co-worker. You didn't have to go talk to that boss. God took care of it yourself. God removed that person in your life. God would do those things if we trust him. He trusts him. So what did God defeat? He defeated. Then what? So then you can say he did. What did he do for you that no one could take credit for? What did he do for you? What did he do for you? So those, so do that summary in, in your life, right? And then when you are, if you're part of a life group, discuss those things. That will be awesome to talk about. And that will just create, that will cultivate a spirit of gratitude within you. Remember what the Lord has done. So I love the stance that Joshua takes here. He challenges the Israelites. He says, choose who you're going to serve. Like, choose who you are going to serve. So, because he, he was like, you know, like, I know for me and my house, we're going to serve God. So I don't know who you, you are going to choose. Are you going to choose to, uh, the, to serve the, the gods of, of, of your fathers? That ain't, that's not God. That's, that's not the real God. Let's not even call them gods. That's, that's a figment of your imagination. That's not even a God, right? So he said, I'm going to serve the Lord. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, I know what the Lord has done for me. I know who the real God is. Amen. So he said, me and my house, I want my house to be blessed. So we're going to serve the Lord. So you need to choose. You need to choose whom you're going to serve. And it's, that's interesting that he, that he says that, right? He says, he says, Joshua commands them to choose whom you will serve, not if you will serve. Because we will serve someone. Right now, you're serving someone right now. You're either serving your past, right? You're, you're, even, you're either serving some other type of God or whatever, right? You're either serving the enemy intentionally or not. See, we're really not left with the option of serving anyone. Left to our own vices, we will set up idols like money, children, uh, or whatever to, to serve. So he, he didn't say choose to, you know, if you're going to serve, he said, you like choose whom you're going to serve. And then I believe that we have this opportunity right now in this world. Everything that's going on in our life, everything that's going on in the world right now, God is, is, is challenging us right now. Who, whom are you going to serve? Whom are you going to serve your fears? Are you going to serve your doubts? Are you going to serve your neighbor who doesn't believe in God? Are you going to ser serve your, your, your family's traditions over me? Or are you going to serve me? 
choose, choose. Oh man, somebody need to come with me this morning. Do I have a few people with me this morning? Come on, whom are you going? That was a a challenge. It's like, I know who my God is. Like, choose who you're going to serve. I don't know. Me and my house, we're going to serve God. I imagine Joshua picking up his family and walking into the promised land. Come on. It's like, I'm going to serve God. He says, this is where we need to go. It starts with obedience. Go where God's telling you to go. Do what God's telling you to do. Me and my house, we're going to serve God. We're going to do whatever he tells us to do. I'm going. I'm gone. Y'all can stay where you are right now. I'm gone. I'm gone. Me and my house, we're going to serve God. God's going to be up in my place. God's going to be, when you walk in my house, you're going to sense the presence of God in here. Because I can't, listen, the way that this world is, I can't take a chance. I'm not serving God. I need his presence. I need his presence in my life. In being God's presence, something has to break. Something has to die. Something has to give. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Being in God's presence, I don't know about you, but I can do nothing but just kneel. I could do nothing but just praise him. I could do nothing but just worship my God. I choose God. So here's Joshua saying, in my house, we will fear the Lord. We will fear the Lord. So to fear God, we talked about this before, to have reverence for someone or something means that you revere or highly respect and honor that person or thing. Reverence starts in the heart and manifests in the actions. I love it. This reminds me of the, of the, of the ten virgins, right? As they um, um, was um, um, letting go of the world, walking away from the world, entering into his holiness. And they were and there were five that put oil into the vessels and there were five that did not. The five that did realize that they needed the anointing of God to do what they needed to do. And the others didn't. See, the ones that they knew they needed the Holy Spirit, the oil represents the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so, so the, the other five didn't know. So they, so I believe that, that they loved God. I believe that they, they knew about his kindness, but they didn't honor his holiness. They did not honor his holiness. See, see, for some Christians, there can be an overemphasis on his love and kindness without any attention put on his holiness, on his holiness. We know some some people know about his love and his kindness, right, but won't obey him, (laughs) right? And some people don't recognize his presence, recognize his holiness. He is the holy of holies. Oh, are you with me? And so this is why we're dedicating our homes to God. We want our homes to be holy ground. We want want to usher in his holiness into our homes. So the second thing that Joshua said, in my house, we will serve him with sincerity. 
It means to take him seriously rather than having a casual relationship or keeping him on speed dial. See, God doesn't want him, God doesn't want us to have a casual relationship. And it's a part of, it's part of respecting his holiness as, as well, having reverence for, for him, right? So he don't want us to take, serve him with sincerity, right? He, I just don't want us to just, just dial him up whenever we need him, right? You know how many people dialing up God right now because of this world crisis, but did not dial him up just to check in to see how he's doing, you know, or see what's on his heart just to spend time with him, amen? So God bless them. Maybe that will lead them to the Lord, amen? For, for those that know God, they'll just not have him on speed dial, amen? But God wants us to have that deep connection with him, right? That deep connection when we come to the table, when we come into his presence, we come with sincerity, we come with just such reverence in our hearts, and, 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 and we're just like, God, we just love you. Thank you for calling me your son and your daughter. Oh, God is good. God is good. See, we have a responsibility to make sure what goes on in our, our, our homes honors God and excludes activities that does not honor and serve him. So just as Joshua was challenging the people of Israel to rededicate their, their lives to, to the Lord, this is also should prompt us as Christians to do the same today. We ought to check our hearts, the activity that goes on in our homes. We need to set an example for our families. And, and we need to uh, uh, just discern or watch, well, what is your family watching and listening to? Mm. And then we also need to check our behaviors and our, our actions and our attitudes to make sure it aligns with God. Mm. This is that rededication God wants us to, wants to check your attitude and wants to check your, your, um, your actions and your behaviors. Want all those things to align with him. Is that, is that good? So here's Joshua. The third thing and last thing Joshua said, we're, we're going to get rid of any other, any false gods in our home. Anything. We're going to get rid of them. See, an idol is any, and we talked about this last week, and I felt like I didn't have a lot of time, um, and I don't have a lot of time today, but I'm a, it's good, still good to talk about it because since we're praying over our homes, we need to make sure that we don't have any idols in our homes. So an idol is an unauthorized person or thing that, that, that a person looks to as a source of purpose, promise, and, pro and provision. Mm. They are false, and they take the place of God in our lives. God doesn't want anything to take the place of him. So anything you look to as a source other than God, it is an idol. It is an idol. In Ezekiel 14, verse 1 says, Now the saying of the elders of Israel came to me and sat before me, and the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The Son of Man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put before them that which causes them to stumble into iniquity. Should I let myself be inquired of, of 
at all by them? Should I let myself be inquired of 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 at all by them? I try to say it again, maybe it sound better, it didn't it sound worse, right? <laughs> Right? So sometimes we set up idols in our hearts that get in the way of God. Right? So and it says here in this in this verse here, it says idols can be a stumbling block. So anything that gets in the way for God moving in your life, anything that gets in the way for you connecting from God uh, to God, it, it is a stumbling block. And it's not just a stumbling block for yourself. It can be a stumbling block for others. Amen. So God says we need to remove those stumbling blocks. That's what we're going to do in our homes today. Sometimes it says we sometimes we set up idols in our hearts. And, and, it's, and it says, see, God, and it said God won't even entertain our requests. It could be such a stumbling block where it gets in the way of our connection with God. He said, I can't, I can't entertain your requests because, because who you're leaning on. If you're not leaning on God, amen, you, so he, he can't, he's not going to entertain your, your request because you don't, you don't trust him. You don't believe in him, right? You, you trust and you're leaning on the one that you believe in. So, so God told um, Ezekiel that, like, I won't, they need to remove it. I, I, I won't entertain what the, their requests are. And so, so it says that we create idols in our hearts. So sometimes what I want can be an idol. If you if you think about the story of of Israel when Moses was on the, on the mountaintop and you know getting a word from the Lord really seeking the Lord you know because God had the Israelites in mind and so uh, so did Moses he was like God appointed me to lead these people so I need to get a word from from God he came down from the mountaintop and what he experienced was people uh, uh, building a golden calf. Because they wanted what they wanted right then and there. And I know, I know sometimes I want stuff so bad, right? It becomes an idol in my life, right? I want what I want over the will of God, <laughs> right? So God said, you need to remove that in your heart. My will has, has to be your first priority, right? So don't let your own desires and plans become an idol, right? Don't ever regret obeying God. That is so powerful. Don't ever, so what, what that saying is, don't ever, don't ever, uh, so take a chance and get rid of your plans and don't ever regret of, 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 you know, getting God's plans. Don't ever regret obeying God. That is so powerful. He has the best, best plan for you. His plans are the best. I want his will for my life. I don't want my own will. Because whatever I get will only last for a season. Whatever God gives me will last a lifetime. Come on. Come on. We need to be patient enough to wait on God. When God makes us wait, he wants us to learn something through the process of waiting. Mm. Okay, so and sometimes, so busyness can be an idol. So, now... 
Busyness is not a bad thing. But it's when it gets in the way. When it's, uh, only thing that makes it bad is when, when you put God on a back burner. Right? That's the only, only time that busyness, busyness become an idol. It's, it's when you, you, the God is just on the back burner. You don't, you don't give, his, give him time to spend with him. And the God's saying that, I, I, I want more. I want more of you. I want more of you. And see, busyness can cause us to miss those special moments that God wants us to have. It can even, you can be so busy, you can miss time spending with your family. Amen. So if you think about the story of Martha and Mary when Jesus and the disciples came to his house, right? Martha was so busy, so busy doing something, and she missed those moments. You think about the conversations that Mary had with Jesus. It's not noted, but can we just imagine for a second, right, just sitting down. Let's just act like we're the ones sitting with Jesus in the conversations we will have. We can ask him so many questions. It's like, Jesus, man, tell me about all the people that you healed. Tell me about your ministry, Jesus. Tell me, can you tell me about God? <laughs> can you tell me what heaven looks like? Can you tell me my purpose? Can you tell me why you created me? Can you tell me, can you give me a word that I can follow, that I can serve? Can you, can you just, can you imagine the conversations that you have just sitting with Jesus? Sometimes we're so busy, we're so, so busy, we don't have time to just sit with Jesus. Just sit and just rest in his presence and just look upon his eyes and say, God, talk to me. Just, just talk to me. Just talk to me. Because anyone else I talk to, it doesn't make any sense. I turn on the news, it doesn't make sense. Right? It's nothing but fear. But when I speak to you, I just feel encouraged. I feel, feel filled up. God, just let me just sit with your, in, in your presence. Amen? So just sit. And sometimes our past can be an idol. Stop your past from living your present. Again, we talked about this countless times. We have to learn to let things go. Stop going, revisiting the, the tomb of your past. <laughs> what do you expect to get out of it? Like other people has moved on. God is challenging us today to move on, to move on. Stop reliving the mistakes. Amen? And then... Here's a, a real challenge here. Your family can become an idol. We know family is important because without them, we will, we will be lost. But we begin to idolize our family when we see our family unit as an inwardly focused huddle that is above all other things in life, like church, caring for other people, and living out the love of Jesus. We turn our families into idols. See, God wants us to have an outward focus. That's why Joshua says, I don't know about you, but me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So if you got people in your house not serving him, that's a problem. 
That's a that that's a problem. So he's like, me and my house, we're we're going to serve serve God. That means he's going to have an outward focus. That means I'm taking my whole family and we're going to serve God. It's fun serving God. Like God gives you creative ways to have fun, right? Creative ways to serve Him. It's nothing like serving with your family. You know, some people, it's like, some people think it's like, it's going to be all about church, church this, church that. That's not God is beyond church. God's beyond church. What? Yeah, he will use you and your family unit to serve in the church, but God, God, God will use your family to, to, to do other things as, as well. God will teach you how to lead your family. God will, God will teach you just, uh, just how to, to leave a legacy within your family. God is a good God. Amen. God is a good God. And so let's rededicate our lives, our families, and our homes to the Lord. So we have to make a decision this morning that, you know what? I am, I choose God. That's where it starts for. It starts as an individual. It starts as an individual. And then you take authority and you say that, God, I'm going to present my family to you. I'm going to dedicate my family to you. And then you know what? And then you're going to go and you're going to anoint your home. You're going to anoint your homes this morning. So we're going to take, uh, I'm going to um, take this moment and explain to you what we are going to do. Um, So if you have your oil, make sure that it's, that it's handy. And um, so first, I want to just kind of clarify, what does it mean to anoint your home? Well, it's a one way to appropriate your faith for the supernatural protection is to anoint your home with oil. Oil represents the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's a symbol of of faith in God's ability to cleanse and make holy. It's an act of consecrating your home to him. In Exodus 40, verse 9, God told uh, Moses to anoint the tabernacle. And it says, you shall take the anointing and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it. And you shall hollow it in all its utensils and it shall be holy. And so God wants us to anoint our homes, our families, and ourselves. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.